Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? Welcome to the Dr. Dapp Show. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Dapp. We're continuing our series where we talk about how you can be a beautiful feminine wife who is your husband's crown, the crown that your man walks around with on his head to let the world know that he is a king who has a beautiful queen that makes him better, 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 better. And today we're talking about patience and how you can bring patience into your marriage. And this is a very interesting one because patience is one of those things that's not just for your husband. When there's patience in your marriage, you're having patience with your husband, with yourself, and with God. So patience is one of those things that we just need to develop as a discipline within ourselves in general, and then it'll spill right on over into our marriages. Now, this series is titled His Crown, and this comes from the book of Proverbs in the Bible, where it says, a wife of noble character is her husband's crown. And this series really does reflect on character. These are your internal traits, the way that you behave when no one's looking, that allows you to be a godly woman, a beautiful wife, and a feminine woman. So I hope that you have something warm to drink and something to write with. I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, and let's talk about this. When we talk about patience in marriage, this can be one frustrating piece because we want our husbands to be a certain kind of man. And as women, a lot of us are guilty of being with someone and seeing his potential and wanting him to change or seeing that your husband has certain things that he himself is frustrated about and really needs to change or wants to change but doesn't know how. And so we are 
in a mode of trying to fix, trying to push, trying to control. When we talk about femininity in general, femininity is all about feeling, right? It's the neck down. When you are in your marriage with your husband and you start to realize that patience is becoming an issue, you will feel it in your body. You will feel yourself sort of boiling up around him, being hot, being irritable, feeling pains or uneasiness in your stomach. You will feel it within your body that you don't feel feminine. You don't have flow. You don't have this joyful feminine spirit around him because you're upset about something, something that's taking way too long, something that doesn't seem to be changing, something that he doesn't seem to even care about. And that's when you really realize that you need to have patience. Patience is not something that just happens overnight. Patience is something that we have to develop intentionally. We have to say to ourselves that we are not better than he is. We all have areas in our life that need change and that just develop with time or sometimes a certain incident will trigger something or sometimes the both of you are waiting for something to happen like a raise so maybe you can move to a better neighborhood. Maybe you're waiting for a pregnancy. Maybe you're waiting to be able to just have more time to spend together. Maybe your husband's retired and you're not, and you're just waiting for the moment where you can both be retired and be with one another. You know, there are different things that happen in our lives that require patience. So in marriages, because things can be so difficult, because there can be so much tension and with life's trials and different personalities, things come up, we tend to act out of our emotions. And although having your emotions as a beautiful feminine woman is a gorgeous, glorious thing, it's, it's important to feel, it's important to know how you're feeling and identify what it's coming from and all of that. However, when you act on how you feel, this creates tension, this creates resentment, this creates problems in your marriage. Being patient means that you're saying in this moment, that you know that things are not what you want them to be yet, but you have hope that eventually they will get there. It means choosing your battles and saying, I am sick and tired of this happening, but I'm going to wait until he learns. This is not something that he may just learn overnight. It's something that maybe the Lord has to place on his heart. Maybe he has to see someone he admires doing it. Maybe he has to be inspired by something. Maybe it could just be someone in his family that he cares about having a conversation with him. These things, depending on what you're waiting for, can happen in so many ways. But the key is that you have hope that things will actually change and you're able to wait beautifully. Waiting beautifully is not you nagging at him just shutting down, shutting down your feminine flow, shutting down your feminine self and, you know, just stop being yourself, stop being joyful around him, stop being happy and and, and just positive and smiling and beautiful, you know, stopping sex, stopping, just stopping because you're upset, you're impatient, you're not willing to be long suffering and wait. So you shut everything about yourself down. That's how you end up being depressed and having serious marital issues because you are stopping it. And this is a form of control. 
This is a form of you saying, I'm going to stop being myself. I'm going to move out of my femininity until you change, until you become what I expect and want you to be, until you become what I believe you should be. Or maybe until you become whatever you believe God says he should be. Either way, you are in a position where you are being controlling and you are saying that you are the ruler, the dictator, the leader in this relationship. You're the moral, um, you're the moral police. You're the person that is perfect. Therefore, you're waiting on him. And if he doesn't measure up, then you're going to shut it all down. That doesn't sound like a very fun marriage to be in. certain things that do require patience can be very painful, can cause the family a lot of issues, and there are things we're going to talk about with that. However, this is such an important topic because so many women rush to divorce because of impatience. Because we do see something in our marriage that is an actual problem, and we have no idea where to run, we don't see anything changing, maybe we see things even getting worse, and so we say forget about the whole thing. And we break this special covenant that's not just with your husband, but also with God, because we are impatient, because we're not willing to wait. Now, it's interesting when it comes to patience, because a lot of times we can have patience for different people or in different situations, and it's not the same across the board. So you may have patience with children, because you feel like, well, children don't know better. Of course, I'm going to be patient with a child. They're learning, right? But isn't your husband learning? Aren't we all learning? We all start off life in different ways, depending on how we were brought up, depending on what we were exposed to, depending on our personality, what we think is important, depending on how long it takes for us to change a habit. We're all changing constantly. And yes, there should be some things that we think everyone should just know, but that's not the reality of it. The reality is our circumstances affect the way that we think and the way that we behave. So depending on how your husband grew up, which may be very different than you, there's going to be some differences in what you both find important and you know what you desire. Because when it comes to patience, depending on what we're talking about, some things are different just because we're different in terms of our genders. So your husband being a man, being a masculine man, may have a different perception on time, on family than you have. So you may be really wanting to try for a baby and your husband's like, no, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. And you're like, time is ticking. Uh, Wait, how much longer are we going to wait? Because he doesn't have that same sense of urgency that women may have. And so certain things when it comes to patience, it is also driven by our natural genders, right? By God. But it is interesting when you're able to note that you're different in terms of your patience, depending on who it is. It lets you know how flexible it is and how you have the ability to actually be more patient and you're just choosing not to because you've made the rules that he doesn't qualify for your patience. My son the other day was pouring water out of the like water machine in the house, you know, when you have like the big water jugs and you push for the water and he can reach it now. So he just presses the cold water and lets the water just run all over the floor. (laughs) 
And in his mind, I realized that he thinks that that's the same thing as a sink, just turning the water on and letting it run. Like we do it all the time. He's like, why are you getting upset that I'm pushing this water? Isn't that what you guys always do? You let the water just flow, right? And so I get irritated because I see that there's water all over the floor, but I know that he doesn't understand. So if my husband was doing that, I'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Right? So in our minds, it's like, of course, the child doesn't understand, but your husband understands. So why is he doing it? Are you more interested in knowing why he's doing it? Are you more interested in him just stopping? That's a question you have to ask yourself as well, because sometimes when it comes to our patience with certain things, we don't even realize why we're so helping on certain things. Sometimes we don't even know what we want. We don't even know what we're actually expecting from that change, a change in mentality or just a change in the behavior, because the mentality part is what's really going to take longer to fix. And that might be the core issue. And if you're focused on changing his mentality with something that is going to take a long time and is going to stress him all the way out, because at that point you're becoming his his kindergarten teacher, his mommy, and he's not interested in that. You're his wife. You're his crown. You're the person who's going to sit by his side and allow him to be him while guiding him beautifully, waiting patiently and beautifully for him to change. So then I come to this question for you. Do you have a temper? Do you feel that you actually get quite irritated easily and you don't have patience for much? You don't have patience for the cashier at the grocery store who's taking way too long to ring someone up. Or maybe the person in front of you has so much stuff and is getting all their coupons and taking forever. Do you lack patience just in general? Do you have a quick temper? Are you very easily angered? That is a question that you need to ask yourself because if you are impatient in general, then this is something that really does require prayer and perhaps you may need to see someone, a counselor to get to the root of why this is an issue for you and give you tools on how to deal with your temper in all of these different situations. Ladies, do you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? Well, according to the EPA, indoor air could actually be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. And in some cases, it can be a hundred times more polluted. According to the 2020 census report, nearly half the population, which is about 165 million people, are living in areas with unhealthy levels of ozone or air pollution. And new data from the World Health Organization shows that 9 out of 10 people breathe air that exceeds WHO pollution limits. And that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths across the world every year. We take about 20,000 breaths per day. That's almost 3,000 gallons of possibly polluted air. So what's the solution? Well, it can be Air Doctor. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so that your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses. The classic Air Doctor 3000 purifier is powerful enough to circulate the air in a 630 plus square foot room four times per hour. An Air Doctor features whisper jet fans that are about 30% quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. 
you can check out Air Doctor today because it comes with a no question asked 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. So head over to airdoctorpro.com and use a promo code DAF. And depending on the model, you can receive up to $300 off. You're saving up to $300. Lock in this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code DAF. Thank you so much, Air Doctor, for sponsoring today's show for all of these beautiful ladies. Something that can help you with being more patient towards your husband is recognizing the wonderful things that he does do. Taking time to catch him being good and catch him doing the things that really make your life beautiful, really make the house run smoothly. We really do get into a routine in our lives a lot of times where we get so used to something that we stop being grateful for it. We stop realizing that it's actually a big deal and that maybe that task is actually undesirable to anyone. So sure, he takes the trash out every single day. You've gotten so used to that after five years that you don't even think about how the trash gets taken out, right? So you're now focused on the fact that he leaves a lint in the dryer and lets it pile up. And it's like, why aren't you taking the lint out? And you don't ever say thank you for taking the trash out. You don't realize that he is doing certain things that he's supposed to do or that makes the house run smoothly. But maybe certain things are just too much to remember sometimes. I'll be honest, a lot of men don't do well with certain household tasks because of memory, just remembering the little, little details in something. You know, that's a very like feminine way of living where you're just paying attention to all the little nuances and details. For men, it's just like, okay, I'm I'm moving. I have things to do. I'm taking my clothes out. I don't even see the lint drawer. So it doesn't come to my mind that I have to take it out. (laughs) So maybe he lived as a bachelor for so many years and he had his clothes dry cleaned and laundered or he went to a laundromat or he just was never even taught about taking the lint out of the dryer. And it's frustrating you so much. Okay, these are deep rooted issues that will take a while for him to learn. And in that time, the most beautiful thing is to give him the gift of your grace the gift of you saying my husband is not perfect and I'm not going to sit there and make fun of him I'm not going to talk bad about him and I'm definitely not going to think less of him as a man I'm just in in reality and I know that he's not perfect and you're not perfect either maybe he's not the best with certain things maybe he takes a very long time to make decisions maybe he's very frugal maybe he just doesn't want to make a mistake Maybe he wants to move the family to a better house or a better neighborhood, but he's so worried that he won't be able to afford the rent if they lay him off, or he's worried that he may not be able to choose the right place for the family. Maybe some decisions are so heavy for him that he really is stuck in that decision-making process, but doesn't feel comfortable to talk to you about it because you're always nagging him. So that fear he has is tied to the decisions that he's not making a move on, he's not moving forward with. Maybe there's things that are actually deeper than you know that he's not sharing with you. You really want to have a child and you know you don't understand why he's taking so long to just start the process, but he has someone in his family that has a mental health issue and he's afraid that maybe his baby might have it. And so he's just really 
taking his time and thinking about it, but he hasn't shared that with you. Now, should he share that with you? Yes, <laughs> his wife, he should. But it doesn't mean he will. It doesn't mean he feels comfortable to. We have to always consider all aspects of everything and realize that we don't always know everything. When you choose to act impatiently with your husband, it only brings serious problems. He starts to lose his trust for you. He starts to lose that drive to make things happen because he knows that you have your own agenda. If he says, don't do something, let's wait and you do it anyway, you're causing more problems for yourself. Remember that if you are a child of God, that God is overseeing your life and God allows challenges in our lives in order to shape us. Yes, it's not fun to be in a marriage where things are not going well and your husband's not doing his part and things are just a mess. But the Lord allows those messes for you to have an opportunity to come to him and let him be God and trust him and lean on him and depend on him and give your husband to him in prayer. I listened to a really beautiful sermon from the late Charles Stanley on patience, and he said that patience is the will to wait, is you deciding by your own will that you are going to wait it out. It's a gift. It's a gift that you're giving your husband, and it's a gift that God gave you because God is so patient with you. Especially if you're someone who has actually given your life to Jesus, you have been born again. Girl, he pulled you out of darkness. You were sinning crazy. (laughs) You were living a different life. And he said, you know what? I've waited for 24 years for this girl. But I'm here. My arms are open. I love her so much. Because God does not work in time. We do. God put us in time, but God does not work in time. So we have to learn to develop patience because we live in time. Time doesn't mean anything to God. It's moments. And so the Lord waited for you. You can wait for him. Now, in terms of being patient, one of the things that really stands out to me in terms of our marriage is allowing the spirit of God to lead us because patience can be something that really is serious where you can feel yourself getting hot you can see yourself snapping at your husband saying things you shouldn't have said doing things you shouldn't be doing we have to really rely on god and the holy spirit is the one who changes us to be like christ he's the one who allows us to exercise these beautiful fruit of the spirit this is something that develops inside of you once you give your life to jesus the ability to exercise patience in a godly way. And this is something that you have to give permission for God to do. And it means that in every situation, you surrender that situation to God and you say, I asked him to go to the grocery store to get bread because I needed it for dinner tonight and for the kids lunch tomorrow. And did he do it? No. Is the grocery store now closed? Yes. Are the kids going to have lunch tomorrow? No, I'm sick of this, right? Instead of lashing out at him, telling him how he never follows through, how he's not dependable, how you have to do everything yourself around here, when is he ever going to change? Instead of doing that, you say, Lord, I really want to go off. Like, this is so frustrating. Please help me. Help me to say what you would want me to say. You 
lean into the Lord and allow God to calm your heart, allow him to hold you, to comfort you, and to remind you of the things that he has said in his word that can actually help the situation. And he does every single time. You're leaning into Christ, into the grace of God and the life of Jesus. And you are allowing God's words, God's spirit, God's presence to show up through you into your husband so that he sees God when he sees you. And he's like, wow, like, I'm surprised you didn't yell at me. Like that feeling that he will get will be so powerful that it can transform him. Knowing that you could have snapped, you could have went off, that you are disappointed in him. But he doesn't see that in your reaction. You say, oh, babe, I'm sure you, you know, had a long day and you just probably forgot. It's okay. We'll figure something else out. Giving him that grace when normally you would go off. (laughs) He's going to notice. That's going to mean something to him. And this brings me to also just being patient with yourself in your marriage. You yourself are learning how to be with this man. You're learning as life changes, as you both change, as situations change, how to live and love one another. So be patient with yourself as well. You're not going to learn these things overnight and do it overnight. Because again, with anything, it takes time, even for you, for you to change takes time. So be patient with yourself throughout this process and allow God to mold you and shift you and give yourself grace for not doing things that you probably should have done differently in the past. This also applies to, you know, transitional seasons in your life when things are changing. Maybe you just had a baby or maybe a relative came to live with you or you got a job somewhere else or you just started working and you haven't worked in 12 years, right? These are transitional things that really do shape the family. Give yourself grace. Give yourself patience with the way that things are going to be. Maybe you're going to be a little too tired to sleep with him. And that may cause some drifts and shifts in your marriage. But having patience with one another, because he as well should be having patience with you. But knowing when to lean to God for the strength that you need. Because when you are doing anything in a transition, you will need to rely on God's strength. Even if it means losing weight. My husband has been very patient with me in terms of losing my baby weight, but I know like, okay, I need to get back into shape. Like I need to get back to where I should be, not because he's demanding it, but because I know what I should look like. And I know that I need to be more healthy. And God is also like being very patient with me pretty soon. Holy Spirit is going to be pressing on that. And I know that. And so as I am making my food and putting all that rice on my plate, I'll hear God say, that's enough. I'll add another scoop. (laughs) And then as I'm eating, my husband will say, hey, babe, is there any more rice? And I'm like, no, but you can have some of mine. Right? Because I know I should have just left it in the bowl in the first place. But that's how God works with you. I could be like, no, there's no more. And keep eating it, right? Just keep eating my rice. But that's all you flowing with the Holy Spirit. That's how you are able to hear God's voice is you being obedient to God and 
when he's trying to help you, when your husband's impatient with you, God's impatient with you, but now it's time, you listening to God and you flowing with the Lord. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so be patient with yourself, but also when it's time to change, when it's time to shift again, when you notice that you've been working really long hours and it's affecting your marriage, your husband is very patient with you about it. You need to also be on yourself. You need to be on yourself to say, okay, I've worked a lot of long hours this week. I need to make time for my husband. He's been patient. Recognizing when he's been patient with you when God's been patient with you, recognizing it and acting accordingly. And the last thing I'll say with this topic, because, you know, patience is something that we all deal with, we all struggle with, because it's human nature too. We live in a world where everything is quick, 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 quick. You'll send someone a text message and you want a response quick, 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 quick. Like, we just want everything so fast. But the things that really create long-lasting change do take time. And important decisions for families really should take time. They should never be rash and rushed. Having patience will save your life. It'll save you money. It'll save you big, big mistakes. But the last thing I want to add in terms of having patience in your marriage is that when your husband is struggling with something that's really irritating you, it is important that you are mindful about how you speak about him, especially to your friends and to your family. If your husband is really struggling in a certain area and you have been very patient and now you're just sick and tired of it, that's something that you need to talk to God about, not other people. Your husband is your partner. You are in a covenant with him. It's the two of you together. Whether he's doing great or he's doing bad, you made vows go back and read them. You made vows. This is a covenant. You don't get to just do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to say about him just because he's not acting or behaving the way that he should. So ladies, I really want you to consider this when you're talking to your friends and your family. How do you speak about your husband? In the Bible, it talks about how women can tear their own houses down as wives. And this is what the scripture says. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish woman tears hers down. Proverbs 14.1. And in the Amplified, it reads, The wise woman builds her house on a foundation of godly precepts and her household thrives. But the foolish one who lacks spiritual insight tears it down with her own hands by ignoring godly principles. You can actually ruin your own marriage. You can actually tear down your own house by being impatient and by talking badly about your marriage, about your husband to other people. Don't allow your words to tear down your home. Don't allow your impatience, your temper to ruin everything that you have been blessed with, to ruin your children's lives, to ruin your family, your legacy over impatience. Evaluate your friendships because the people you're around can really impact how you see your husband, especially if everyone's husband is thriving and doing great. I mean, you will really be able to see this when you are around certain women, especially feminine women who really love their husbands 
when they're around, they don't talk badly about their husbands. They are saying wonderful things about their husband, about each other's husbands. It's a beautiful thing. But when you're around women who are wounded, who are harmed, who are hurt, who are in their masculine energy, who have just not been raised well, they haven't been, they've been raised to think it's okay to gossip about their husband, to joke about their husband, to be with the girls and all the girls talk about is their husbands in bad ways. And I've been in friendships like this where before I was married, I had friends that all they wanted to do when we got together was talk bad about whoever they were dating. And they wanted to hear every single person's drama. And it was so toxic. It was so toxic. But this is something that really does happen in friend circles. You want to be careful about who you're around. You want to be careful about being around women who are always complaining about their husbands, whose husbands are never measuring up. Other women who have hot tempers where everyone's yelling and cussing and pointing at each other by the end of the conversation because everyone is pissed off. You don't want to be around women like that. You want to be around women who are beautiful, feminine women who love their husbands, who want to see the best in their marriages, who are hopeful, who trust God to change the things that are hard to change, who are more interested in praying with you about their marriage or learning from you and gaining wisdom than about trashing their husband. Proverbs 22 says, do not make friends with a hot tempered woman or man. Do not associate with one easily anchored or you may learn his way and get yourself ensnared. So that's just a reminder, do not hang out with other women who have hot tempers or who have bad personality traits because you may end up learning their ways and becoming like them. And this is not just your friends, baby girl. This is also who you watch on Instagram, on YouTube, people who make reels that are just always joking about their husbands in negative ways, who are always, you know, sometimes they just make it like it's just for content. And it's always like them always saying something funny about their husband, but it's always their husbands coming up short in some area. Don't watch it. Don't participate in it. Don't laugh at it. Because this is actually a serious issue. Something that their husband may not be talking about right now, but life is long. You don't know how that marriage is going to end up and you don't know what that marriage is really like. It's not good to consume anything that you do not want to be like. That is what I want to leave you with. And just remember to wait on the Lord in everything and he will renew your strength. The Lord wants you to be patient and he wants you to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in your marriage, to allow you to be able to be the beautiful feminine wife that he created you to be, one who is his husband's crown. And you can do that by having grace and extending patience towards yourself, your husband, and of course, with God. So do not give up. Keep pushing. Keep going. Don't sign those divorce papers just yet. Keep praying about it. Have hope. Have patience. And remember that God does say this promise for you. Do not grow weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 9. That is is a promise. You will reap a harvest. You will have so much good in your life if you do not grow weary in doing what's good for yourself in your marriage.
So my love, I want to thank you so much for spending your time here with me and listening to this content. I know it's not easy to always being understanding and empathetic towards your husband and his flaws, but this is why it's so important to just have faith that he will change in God's time. Pray for him instead of talking about him. And remember that it is unnatural, but it's important to consider all things as joy because that's what God's asked us to do. Allow yourself to consider everything as a joy because you get to grow in the process. You get to be loved by God in the process. You get to be shown that you can handle so much that will help you in ways that you will never be able to realize once you give yourself and your marriage this blessing of patience. So I love you so, so much. And I thank you for your time here with me. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for wanting to be your husband's crown in a world where everyone is just ready to rush to a divorce, to rush to finding the next best thing, to just being unhappy because our husband doesn't look like the person's husband next door. Thank you for being willing to have a change in your marriage and know that your marriage can and will be blessed. And I pray for God's healing power over your marriage. I pray that the Lord allows you to experience a brand new marriage full of love, joy, peace, and patience. Be sure to follow me at the Dr. Dab Show and at Dr. Michelle Dab. And until next time, my loves, remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.